Hey, homebodies! Welcome back to the Introvert City Podcast, where we discuss culture, media, and faith from the perspective of an introvert's complex mind. I'm Karina. And I'm Seth. And we are back today with another episode, and you, your guys' minds are going to be blown, but we have another guest today. We do. We do have another wow, guest. Wow, we've been doing back-to-back guests for like the past four weeks, and you know what? I have been loving it. You know what's crazy about this season is that We've had more guests in the first like 10 episodes than we did in 25 episodes of season one. You're so right. I think we only had like two or three in season one. Yeah, but I love them. They're fun. So as you guys know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a pastor from our church, Pastor Kenny, on the show to talk about men's issues, um, to respond to certain questions that maybe men are struggling with in this day and age. Shout out Pastor Kenny. Shout out Pastor Kenny. Thank you so much for coming on My the show. <laughs> so today mm. we wanted to give the same vibes, but from a woman's perspective to talk about modern day women issues and um, from the perspective of someone who has been in industries such as the modeling industry, the writing industry, areas where women maybe can get competitive or may struggle or may have a lot of questions. Mm. So our guest today, I am super excited for. I just want to give a little bit of background. So you guys know I talk about my communication internship that I have, and it's given me lots of opportunities that I feel really grateful for. And last summer, this past summer, I got to attend a collaboration with a bunch of CEOs of nonprofit organizations, and it was amazing. I got to meet so many people, women and men alike, who had started their own nonprofit and really getting to see the fruit of those organizations and what they're doing out in the world. And I got to meet one woman who I connected with really well. I felt like we had very similar um, creative visions for things. I heard about her organization. I did some research on her organization. I purchased her book, and wow, like... I just love the work that she's doing, and I will let her speak for herself for the rest. So I am super excited to let you guys hear from our guest today, Mrs. Sandra Coates. Thank you so much, Karina and Seth. I am so excited to be a guest on The Introverted City. Um, It's just such a privilege. I love the work that you guys are doing. And yes, I have definitely been around a lot of women and especially in ministry or in the modeling industry. I have seen and heard from lots of women who are excited about what it is that God is doing in their life and how can they really catapult into that space. And what I would first off want to say is, I think as women, we, in our excitement, can get a little out of control and really want everything to be perfect. And can that can, I think, be one of the things that I think can trip us up because we're looking for role models. We're looking for people that we can identify with or follow, but we also don't realize like we're on our own journey too. And there's things that we're learning every day a lot of times we don't realize until we're asked to be on a space where, oh, like people want to know what I think, you know, or people want to follow my journey. Wow. That must mean something really cool. So what I do, the heartbeat behind my mission with United and True is really to help showcase the beauty and worth and identity that's by God's design in every woman and girl. 
So by doing that, we've done these really creative fashion shows where we nominate what we call role models. And we put them, we train them to walk a runway. It feels like a New York fashion show because we have (laughs) really cool designers. But anyway, we work with them and we want them to really be something that women in the audience, girls in the audience identify with. So we don't, we're not looking for like the picture perfect girl because she truly doesn't exist, number one. Mm. And number two, we want her to come with her story and really walk out that testimony that God has done and is doing in her life. So that's just a snapshot of what we do. We're super big into partnering with anti-human trafficking groups. So we give a portion of all the proceeds to the fashion show conference to um, Safe House Project, which is one of our partners. And we do a lot of other fun stuff, but that's me. Um, I love to encourage and build up role models for others to see and walk out that testimony God's given them. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for being um, so detailed in that description. A lot of times with guests, we have to pull that information out of them. We have to be like, so what do you do? Why do you do it? What was the vision? And I love the way you laid that all out. And I have a lot of questions about the vision for your nonprofit, which is United and True, which is huge, by the way. I went on the website and I didn't realize how influential you guys really are. And you've really reached women and men, too. You mentioned you had a panel of men from all different states and from all different places. So yeah, really, really awesome stuff. And I also have some questions here about the anti-trafficking organization that you partnered with. So a lot of questions coming up. Um, But before we get into any of that, we have an obligatory question that we ask all of our guests. Seth, would you like to do the honors? I'd absolutely love to. (laughs) This is essential. Okay, so as we are the introvert city, Mm-hmm. Um, and extroverts aren't allowed in the city. Nope. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but <laughs> as we are the introvert city, we wanted to ask, would you label yourself as an introvert or an extrovert or like an ambivert? Where do you stand? Ooh, I hope I don't get kicked out. But y'all, I am an extreme <laughs> extrovert. Seth, uh, why would you say that? No. <laughs> <I was kidding. laughs> okay. Even yeah. so, my teenager, he he's like, Mom, what are you doing? And I said, I'm getting ready to be on a guest on the Introverted City. He said, why? You shouldn't be on there. You're an extrovert. <laughs> and I said, That's so cute. I know, but they... They make exceptions. Yes, they make exceptions. absolutely. We make our first exceptions. guest was an extrovert. Yeah, our so. first, our very first guest was a huge extrovert. Um, how do you feel like your extroversion has um, played into maybe some of your God-given gifts and talents? And do you feel like it's given you more opportunities or maybe just different opportunities? Mm, that's a great question. As an extrovert, you are really conflicted because you need people or you need those things to recharge. So if you were to put a plug, it's like your plug that needs to be be put in the socket, that's people. And so you're really dependent on the engagement with people and it, it brings you alive. It gives you that energy that an introvert needs when they have their alone time, their downtime that is, yeah. you know, more, uh, solitude. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong. I do love my solitude time, but I am truly an extrovert. Um, and so with ministry, I have learned I have to surround myself with introverts, with other people that think differently than me, 
are differently than me. I, I cannot be around all extroverts, nor can I be around all introverts, but we need a mix. We really need a mix. So mm -hmm. learning about yourself, um, I've had to learn to dial down the FOMO. Mm -hmm. Is an extrovert, you think everyone is, ho is hosting a party out there and you're missing out. And the truth mm -hmm. is they're not, they're not. And you can have a party in your own space wherever you are, you know, you yeah. can create that buzz or you can have that free spirited impromptu thing. So I, I have learned to um, know that I can't do it alone, nor is me being an extrovert. Um, the only thing that makes ministry happen or, a, or a being effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. We talk a lot about, especially in season one, we talked a lot about how introverts and extroverts need each other mm -hmm. and how, they are literally defined by what they are recharged by. Yeah. So you and I are recharged by being alone, whereas other people are recharged by being in crowds, and we really do need each other. Like, Sandra, you were saying about the people you surround yourself with. Yeah, most of my friends are not even at introverts. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of extroverted friends who just like to be out all the time. And But, yeah. <laughs> but I, need, I, I do have my introverted friends that I can speak like and have deep conversations with. But I have also my extroverted friends who just are like, Let's go out and do something. Right. Spontaneous. my introvert friends are going to be like, eh, let's just watch a movie. Yeah. Let's stay at home. You definitely need a balance. Okay, so we got the obligated question out of the way. We got the big question out of the way. So let's talk big a little question. bit about the, <laughs> the nonprofit organization that you founded and that you are now leading and taking with you into different states as you travel. Um, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Sandra is actually our first online guest that we're having so she is from virginia beach and usually most of our guests travel to the studio and this is our first episode over video and it's really exciting that we're expanding like this so anyways um united and true is sandra's nonprofit um organization that she started and founded and what year was that that you started united and true we started in 2019 um right before the pandemic. Oh, wow. It's definitely mm -hmm. grown a lot since then. So mm -hmm. kind of talk about, you did mention a little bit um, the things that you guys do, like fashion shows and panels. Can you talk a little bit about the vision and the foundation? Because you and I had a conversation last week about God's creative spirit being embodied in women. And that's not mm -hmm. to say that men aren't creative or this, that, or the other, but talk a little bit about how United and True focuses on the distinct differences between men and women and how both of them can embody different emotions of God. Hmm. I focus mostly on women and girls. Yes. Um, there's so much to learn about both men and women. Um, but I think for women, we all have superpowers. We all have areas that, my goodness, are just, we want to unleash them, but maybe we're afraid Maybe we don't feel like we're as good as we should be, could be. Uh, maybe we don't feel like we have the opportunity or the platform. I know so many athletes. I was an athlete. I feel like there's a there's a distinction of unleashing that creativity, that competitiveness, that uh, drive, that passion. I'm no longer an athlete. Um, you wouldn't want me to be on your team because of <laughs> I don't have that same athletic ability. But that doesn't mean I don't have the drive. 
That doesn't mean I don't have the competitive nature. That doesn't mean I don't have other giftings that I've had to shift over or to really say, okay, now I want to empower and mentor and build up calling forth what I see in a, in a girl, what I see in a young woman as I get to know her, as I watch her maybe in her, in her craft. And I think that one of the biggest mistakes that we see is that women are put in a box, I think by other women in some regard or by society mm. where our outer appearance, for example, has always been um, you know, this object that we've, we've been looked at or that, that really kind of scores us, for example. Um, well, we know that that's simply just one little piece of us, but it's so emphasized. Um, and so one girl who, you know, you could line them up and you could say, oh, well, she's this type and she's that type. And we're, we're literally looking at the exterior of her. We don't know anything about her from the inside, mm -hmm. which if we look at it from a biblical lens, God says, she is my masterpiece. You are God's mm -hmm. masterpiece created, Ephesians 2.10, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which has been prepared in advance for you to do. If you just take that scripture, and you can apply this to men, of course, but if we're specifically talking about females, what that means is if you're in a place where you feel stuck or you don't feel like maybe you you have that creative space in you. You have that energy, that passion, that drive. Um, God wants to help you to see that. And we we hope and believe that United and True is helping to foster that, or at least being that encouragement so that women can know, especially young women, um, they have something that no one else has. Mm -hmm. And it truly has such little to do with how they look. So we want them to look their best. We want them to feel their best. But that's just one expression of the radiance that when she knows her beauty and it's it comes from within, that then it, it ceases to be about, oh, well, she's prettier than I am. She looks better in this outfit than I do. People are noticing her, those types of things. Yeah. I, re I resonate with what you're saying, and of course as a man I'm not in it, but as an outsider I've gotten to work with kids in schools and like young boys and girls, and with a lot of the young people I see, um, especially honestly in the girls, there is such a hard issue with identity mm -hmm. and finding what you want to do and expressing mm -hmm. a career choice and what you really want to do because I feel like oftentimes mm -hmm. in history, things like being like an astronaut or a policeman, you know, movies constantly tell girls about it's like I want to be a princess and I want to be this um, when it when in reality that's not always mm -hmm. the most realistic thing to be um, so if you could speak to identity and how that's mm -hmm. such a big factor in, in um, where a lot of women find mm -hmm. their problems as they become a teenager as they become a young adult or even as young as like an 11 year old mm -hmm. or 12 year old yeah that's good and also mm -hmm. in addition to talking about identity can you also talk about um you and I, Sandra, were talking about insecurity as a symptom of something greater. Can you also touch on that? Mm. Sure. Those are both two great questions. So when you look at identity, we all have an identity, male or female. So it's fixed. Psalm 139 tells us we, are, we were fearfully and wonderfully made. God made his works known mm. when he created us. 
So we've been created. We have an identity. We, we've, we have a human existence. We also have a spirit. So we have a body, we have a mind, we have a spirit. There's a creative God that made us uniquely. Uh, one of the most beautiful, powerful examples is your fingerprints, your DNA. No two are alike. Ha! I mean, how creative is that? It's, it's so wonderful. We all could have the same DNA. Mm -hmm. We all could have the same fingerprints. And yet we don't. And you never will. It's not going to be replicated. Um, so the in intricacies of who we are, I think the identity piece is hard to wrap our minds around for all of us. And specifically, as you look at females, because you, you will see different sides of the spectrum as far as identity. So you will see girls who are either being told or are very maybe um, boisterous and strong, strong will, those types of things who think I'm going to be president of the United States. I'm going to mm -hmm. be, you know, I'm going to be someone who does anything and everything. I am just as strong as a man. I, you know, those kinds of things. And you want to be able to steer that girl or that woman to, she has a lot of drive. And how can you steer it without her really trying to make her identity to be wrapped up in being that person, achieving mm -hmm. that goal? Because it's great to have goals. We need to have goals. We need to have dreams, but it can overtake your identity. And one of the things about being in your, especially 11 and 12 year old and all of those things um, is the, the tendency to want to hide, the tendency to start to feel maybe some shame or, or want to hide who we are. We're going through so many transitions. And as a female, we're going through physical transitions and people notice us. And it's like for the first time, it seems like, or, you know, starting to be more present, we don't want people to notice us. Um, because we don't really know who we are either. There's a lot of studies on just the uh, amazing amount of changes um, with our body, with our hormones, with all of those things. So with identity, it you can see it as such a war right now. Who are we? Um, I don't feel like I'm who my, you know, I was born to be this and I want to be this or I feel like I'm this and all of those things. Those are all valid points, but we have to look at the designer. We have to look at that, even though you might feel that you are not those things, we want to help you in that space. Not saying you're wrong or you don't know what you're talking about or coming down on that person, because obviously that's very real for them. But the identity of you doesn't change. Um, and so it's a beautiful journey that we will never fully understand our identity. Mm. We truly won't. Um, we are too complex because of how God has made us. But as God reveals himself to us and we can just be in awe of his creation and in awe of the identity of the sky or of the ocean or of the mountains or of a newborn baby or, you know what I'm saying? We can really go just stay, stand in awe and wonder of that. Mm. So insecurity is a symptom. We were talking, I believe, about confidence, being confident about who you are. Um, and 
insecurity can really come when our confidence or our identity is coming from another source than what we were made for. Mm-hmm. So God, he embodies perfect beauty. He embodies holiness. He embodies perfection. He embodies all of these things that are supreme. He em- embodies confidence. I mean, if you read in scripture, he is the I am. There's nothing greater. Mm-hmm. And when you go back to some of those truths, you see that God desires to do a work in you uniquely in your life. And so the creator is coming down to the created to be able to infuse in you. I'm doing works in you. I want to use you. I want to show you who you are. I want to rescue you. I want to, to fight for you. And therefore, as we all face insecurities, as we all face doubts and those things, it's hard to let go of our own security, what we find security in, what we find confidence in. When God is saying, I'm calling you to something bigger, you need to trust me. Like I've created you, your identity is fixed. And I want to give you more confidence that, you know, the Bible talks about he who began a good work in you, he will carry it on to completion. Philippians 1, 6. It's not we that will carry it on. It's, it's he in us that will carry it on. And so it doesn't mean we're not insecure. It means where do we go to find security? We will always be let down if we don't truly go first to the source and that's God. Yeah, I really believe that um, people so often forget that God has all of the emotions that we feel that we feel are so maybe set us apart or maybe we don't understand what we feel and we totally forget that we're made in God's image and so that anger that we feel that sadness that we feel God feels it alongside of us and Mm -hmm. I I love that you mentioned that God is also embodies confidence and God also embodies you know all of the strengths that you were listing off I think that's so important something I did want to ask and this might get a little bit controversial I as a woman feel like I've been noticing women struggling in this day and age. Um, Obviously, we see a plethora of women going into adult content work. Um, We see a plethora of women um, staying at home and thinking, okay, maybe I should start a business. Maybe I don't know what to do with my life. Um, And I just feel like women in general are really struggling. Um, And I wanted to know if you think they're struggling because of a lack of identity or because mm-hmm. they are identifying themselves with too much. There's like an mm-hmm. over overspilling of identity. Like what do you think about that and maybe why mm-hmm. women are are struggling in this day and age in different ways? I would say it's a great observation, Karina. I would say that first and foremost, we have never had a generation that we see everyone else's business. That's so you know, true. We're That's so true. Constantly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Constantly comparing. So whether you're staying at home, whether you're working, whether you're um, whatever you're doing, you can literally film your life any way you desire and watch other people do the same. Um, and the messaging really can be very, I think, toxic because 
are, are, we're not supposed to be on a camera all the time. We're not supposed to be performing almost. And, and I think there's so much good that social media has done. I truly do. I think it's so awesome, especially when women are collaborating with other women or moms are collaborating with other moms. And they're like, wow, that really helped me. You know, I really, um, I do believe that there's, there's great community that can be had, but I think that's part of the problem that we are emotionally fragile. Um, I think we're searching. So when you're a little girl or even a, a little boy, versus when you become a teenager versus when you become an adult versus when you might become married or a parent or, you know what I'm saying? There's all these different seasons and you kind of have to relearn who you are. You're trying to figure out who you are. And I think too, uh, women are vulnerable to compromise who they are. Um, or they, we can take a shortcut because if we don't feel noticed or seen or appreciated, we can take a shortcut if, in thinking, well, if I climb this ladder or if I do this and then I'll be successful and I will feel that and other people will see me that way. Mm-hmm. And it, it really, it goes back to that insecurity of who did God say that you were and you still are. Like, that didn't change when your life became very ba- behind the scenes or very backstage or Maybe you used to be very upfront and have a big platform, and then all of a sudden you don't, or something changed. Maybe it's a friend group. Um, I think lots and lots of women and girls are lonely. Uh, yeah, I, I, think I would agree. We're searching for real and true community. Um, it's hard because we stay very busy. We stay very isolated. Um, we are available when we want to be. And, you know, as far as how we communicate a lot of over our phones or um, those things, which can be great to connect for sure, but it also can make it difficult with that as far as committing to community. Women, I think they're such a creative being. Um, I think we were meant to bear a piece of of God in all his beauty and his loveliness and um the the feminine side of him that is nurturing caring um but is is very strong i think about mary jesus's mother and when the angel came to her i mean i can't even imagine what she was thinking but i certainly know when she said it is as what you say it will be Hmm. believing something so big that she said yes to, um, but I can't imagine all the waiting, all of the suffering, all the things that she already went through, maybe feeling judged, you know, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And all the insecurities, feeling inadequate. This day and age, when we feel inadequate, I think we think something's wrong because everyone else appears to seem like they have it together. But the answer is that's not true. We're all facing those things. It's really about where do we go for that security? Where do we go for that confidence? Where do we go to say, okay, God, you gave me this creativity. You gave me this gift. Would you show me, show me what you want me to do with it or show me what gifts I have? You know, for some women, they don't e- might not even think they have a special gift or talent, or maybe they don't feel like they're needed. Um, 
And that's really, it, it's certainly not a lack of gifting. It's really, I think, more um, helping them to really get to that power source to ask him, God, to, to show them and then be expectant that he's going to answer. So you would say it's more of a lack of identity or an emptiness maybe in a woman that would push her into maybe misusing her gifts or going into a field that's not beneficial for her. Or maybe we see women, like you said, busying themselves so much because there's an emptiness. Would you agree with that? Um, partially, I think women in general, are, we are very busy. There's a, a sense of we want to accomplish. We want to have purpose. We want to have roles. So I, I believe that within those things, we can also feel lonely. We can also feel uh, overlooked. We can also feel like maybe, I don't know, apart from my existence, doing all these busy things, working, that I don't know who, what are my passions, what are my giftings outside of that. And I think we can all compromise. I'm going to kind of take that first bite because I'm, I'm longing to feel filled. And if someone notices me in that space, then um, I can be tempted to do something ahead of mm. ahead of God, ahead of his plan for me. Um, or maybe you're in a space where it's just hard and you might think I'm doing something wrong. And that's where I was relating to social media because we can really easily compare ourselves that without knowing like everyone struggles, mm -hmm. even if they're doing what they're called to do, you know, if God's called us there, that then we can endure and draw more on him for strength um, mm -hmm. in those spaces, you okay. know, that we're in. I love um, what you said about compromise. I think that's super important. I've actually heard so many stories from women about how they ended up in situations that they didn't want to be in because they said yes to something that they didn't think would be a big deal. And then it ended up kind of being a domino effect. And then they got to a place where they couldn't identify themselves at all. And I think it's a sad cycle that women are really susceptible to. Um, and I think to address that, like you said, we need to go back to the source of our creativity and the source of our femininity, which is defined by God. So you mentioned that United and True um, works with anti-trafficking organizations that you guys um, donate to those organizations and that your funds go there and that you also have worked with unexpected moms and dealing with those um, unplanned pregnancies. So what does United and True do to support those women and what can the average person do to support a, a victim of either one of those of those things? As far as what we do with anti-human trafficking, we're, um, we collaborate and are mostly financial partners because so much of it is um, is doing police work. They involve the police and different government agencies. It is um, there's dangerous situations. There are you know different. Um, they have safe houses all around the country that are anonymous where they are. Everything is very secretive in that regard so that they can save victims and then keep them safe. Mm -hmm. um, so ways that we've been able to do it is, so I um, will donate like a book or a workbook of mine with the content of helping them to see beauty and value mm -hmm. um, despite 
you know, trauma and scars and all of that, that, that God can really handle that. And he really truly is in the industry of making beauty out of ashes and taking something horrible and truly restoring um, a woman. And we know that men are victims too. But the place that um, I have been in my heart is with women in unplanned pregnancies. I've been at the um, Kime Centers in Hampton Roads for um, 18 years and I'm a nurse and I work with patients and we help them, educate them um, on their options, on what they're thinking, really come alongside of them. The ways that I have connected the most with patients is to speak about their value. As we were talking about, you know, understanding there's no one like them. And so what's inside of them has value too. And, and really walking them through that delicate balance of absolutely we respect all your decisions, but, um, but really let's pause and just make sure that you're understanding, you know, what's happening with your body, you know, um, confirming your pregnancy and really walking her through her support system or what, how she's actually feeling. Cause a lot of times it can be a time of just feeling numb mm. and, and not being able to connect with how you're feeling. Um, or it can be, you know, obviously there's some situations that are just so traumatic. So we are in the business of helping women, but we are truly there to provide education at no cost to them. It's an amazing place. Um, and I'm, I'm really honored to work there. The other piece of it is what we have gotten to do is workshops and United and True has sponsored uh, workshops for some of these women who are um, carrying their babies and are expectant moms. And so it's a time, we call it the Nun Like Her workshop. Yes. And mm. it's a time where we really brainstorm and we have small group time and we eat a meal together, brainstorming, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts about? What does it mean to be successful as a mom? Or what does it mean to be beautiful? Or what does it mean about your body image? Because your body's changing. And we really dialogue about those things as far as what the world would say, or maybe what our minds would think. And then we, we really layer that with what does God speak about you? Mm -hmm. And it's a chance for them just to be enveloped with love and encouragement and just a deeper awakening of what's the treasure within them and that God appointed them to be this little one's mom. You know, we use this concept of a diamond in our shows and that's kind of a brand that we've put together. This idea of a diamond and, and that was something God gave to me and a vision. And it was this almost this on fire kind of diamond. It was like neon, like lit up. Mm -hmm. And it was in this dark room and I was, I could see myself and I was pulling it out of this box. It's like treasure coming out of this box. And I was holding it up um, for them to see. And I said, this is what's been deposited in you. It's amazing. They walk in, not maybe not knowing many people and they leave and everyone is like arm in arm, taking a group picture, you know, um, just so they're just so radiant as they leave. So we get to do that. Um, it's part of the curriculum in the, um, the parenting classes that we do. Beautiful. That's great. That's awesome to hear um, mm -hmm. about all the work that you guys are doing there. I think that uh, something that's really, that's really sad to see in this country um, and in the world, honestly, is that there is such a big 
tug I feel with women and pregnancy and how women are supposed to be and what womanhood looks like and gender roles for women or men and how that's viewed. And I feel that I think you mentioned earlier about how there is such so much getting caught up in the competition between men and women that women lose sight on mm. what their identity really mm. should be and what their identity already is. Um, so, yeah, mm. I, I think I think um, yeah, I agree. that's great. And that's really, really beautiful work that you all are doing um, mm-hmm. with United and True. Mm. I have so much respect and love for you guys and your organization. And I think the world needs more of that, more of a heart like that to help. Mm-hmm. So mm. I know that you do have to run. And I am so thankful for your time on our yes. podcast today. But before you go, can you give a little promo for your book and your workbook and maybe what projects you have coming up and where people can find you on social media, all that good stuff? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I just want to touch real quick what Seth said is so important. And I didn't mention this, but dads are so critical in the lives of a woman. So critical. You cannot even put a price on it or speak enough value. And I think for women, they need to trust. Well, men need to be trustworthy, but they need to be able to trust um, that that there's going to be help mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. So many yeah. are are so scared. But when we see dads, and especially when they come in for the ultrasound or they come in for the appointment, like we affirm them, and we really want them to um, to really work on that relationship. You know, every relationship's hard, and but just mm-hmm. the value of men. Um, I can't say that enough to. So um, I have Instagram, I have a website, sandracoats.com. And then you can find me on Instagram, Sandra Coates or um, uh, YouTube. I am on there as well. And I have, my first book came out in 2022. It's called None Like Her, mm-hmm. Awakening the Beauty That's Within You. Yes. And it has um, been amazing. I mean, the journey and Um, how many people have been influenced by it. I'm so humbled. I was not thinking that I was a writer or an author. Hmm. And what the, what the Holy spirit said to me (laughs) when the pandemic hit was I didn't do all this work transforming you just for you. Hmm. It's time to share it with others. So good. I also just want to say super quick, you mentioned that you were a nurse I think it's amazing that you did nursing and you founded this nonprofit and you had time to write a book. Like you're doing it all. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. I, I really, um, I try and fight for, you know, putting like God and family first and, but it, God's really given me some amazing opportunities. And I, this book, that first book was like, it was like birthing a baby. I mean, it was, it was painful. It was hard. I felt so insecure. Um, I thought who would ever read this? Um, so many run on sentences. I don't know what I'm writing. It (laughs) doesn't make sense. I mean, anything you can think of, I thought of, and I just, uh, anyway, I had some people walk me through it and Mm -hmm. it was, um, it was a really amazing experience, but one that if you're called to do it, you should do it. If you're not, I would find another hobby because (laughs) not for the faint of heart. Um, at least that was my experience. So, but it's been amazing, an amazing tool. Um, it's really about the, the question, what if you never chase beauty again? 
And that's the question that's on the back of the book of just, and I, I'm, I go first, I'm very vulnerable with my story and what I dealt with, with body image and shame and being overweight and having food addiction and, mm. um, and being a divorced family. Um, mm. And all the, I, the insecurities and the things I worshiped that came crashing down. And then, um, I was just begging God to be somebody different. And what he, what he did was through a series of events say, do you want to get well? Like, basically, do you want me to show you what I see and and who you really are? And I didn't know that there was more. Mm -hmm. I, I just thought the labels were there. The script had been written. I didn't know there was more. And so it really is this journey that I want every woman to go on. Mm -hmm. And it's her really first seeing what, man, what are the things that I would say about myself? What are the things that I think that is already set and that I'm already flawed or uh, maybe I'm not enough or I'm too much or, you know, whatever. But then anticipating and seeing God just do this jaw-dropping work in you. And so today I tell people, if you see anything good out of me, if there's wisdom, if there's encouragement, uh, if you feel that I'm confident or you feel something, all of that is not me, but I accept and say, God, use me because it's you and I need to keep showing up and I don't know who it's going to reach. Um, but I do know there are people out there who God is waiting to say, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Are you ready for me to take over? And are you, are you done? Are you, are you done trying to do this on your own? Um, and so it's a difference uh, with that. So after that, so much has come out of that book and still is. And then I felt really led to, to do a girl's workbook. And I thought, man, what can we do in this? I want to be in a preventative work. There's the restorative work of what I went through and, and, um, you know, maybe some older, older girls or, or women, but what about the ones that are young and what about these middle school, high school mm -hmm. girls? Um, yeah. and so that's where the workbook came about. It's called rise up beautiful. And it's really about helping you journey through your story and through understanding beauty and that you have a soul and, um, saying that we need models. We need models, but they're they're called role models. Um, we can teach anyone to walk on a runway, mm -hmm. but it's what you do off the runway. Um, how do you how do you walk that out? What if you you really took literally what the Bible said as affirmations, and and you you and God you you had this relationship that no one could sever um because you were like convinced that man he wrote that bible verse just for me <laughs> like I, that is so me like i am radiant i am not covered with shame psalm 34:5 okay he wrote that just for you and you claim that and you live that and people are going to want to know all about it because it's it's so beautiful it's it's so stunning to be able to see some a woman or a girl walk in the confidence that god's put in her so those two are available on Amazon. You could go on my website as well. Um, I love to speak. I love to encourage. We love to do workshops. And then, um, yeah, to watch fashion shows happen. 
um, the way we do it, it's not being done anywhere else um, that we know of, except in Australia. There is um, <laughs> pastor out there who we share the vision, and I love it. But um, but yeah, that's that's my story. And um, you know, United and True is is God's movement, and what we're committed to is our tagline says, "Until she knows, there's no one like her." And yes. so we don't want to stop until she knows there's no one like her. So good. You Very guys are doing, yeah, this was so encouraging. Thank you again mm-hmm. for agreeing to come on. I think a lot of people are going to be really encouraged by your story and by the works of United and True. So to all of you guys listening, thank you for sticking around. And we encourage you to go look at Sandra's page, to go yes. look at her books on Amazon. Check out the website for United and True. I think it's just unitedandtrue.org. They're doing some really awesome projects right now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all we have for you guys today. Um, mm-hmm. Another successful guest episode. <laughs> super encouraging. Um, yes. Super beautiful. So thank you again, Sandra. So for all of you out there, you know, we just give you our socials. I'm at Karina underscore B04. I'm at it's underscore D-A-N-E-Y-L. Yes. And our Instagram is at the underscore introvert underscore city. And we'll be back next week per usual. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.